Mm-hmm. My name is Brooke Olsendam, and I'm the sideline reporter for the Portland Trailblazers. During the game, I am usually in my little spot in the tunnel to the left, if you're facing them, the Trailblazers bench. And that is where I sit, and I have a monitor, and I watch it from there. Um, during timeouts, and I will hit up the huddle and see what's going on, see if I can get a huddle update. So I'm pretty much just in that general area from my little desk to the bench, and most, majority of the time I'm watching from my spot. And it was about the mm, middle of the fourth quarter. I was actually in the middle of the huddle when I just happened to look up and saw Yusuf Nurkic standing there out of nowhere. No one knew he was coming. It was a complete surprise. Sprinted back to my table to grab the mic to make sure our producer and director, um, I told them that Nurk was standing there because it was such a surprise. You know, they could have easily been just shooting action or something else. So I had to make sure that they knew he was there and they, they caught him coming out to the floor. So grabbed it, told them, they shot him, and we saw that Nurk was there. And that was obviously something that was a positive for the team. They reacted great and went on a run. Um, that was the emotions of that whole thing. It was, it was pretty special. So I was in the huddle at that point. And then as the game went on, I'm back in my little area watching mostly from my monitor. But then it got so exciting. I, I stood up and kind of moved closer and stood in the middle of the, the tunnel, which I normally don't do. But I had to be as close to the action as I could be. Who? What happened when Damien took the shot? Well, it was funny because it took so long. You saw the clock winding down that at some point around the five four, five seconds, four seconds to go. I think the majority of people knew, okay, he's taking this. This is going to be a walk-off. He's going to shoot this deep. He's not giving himself the time to drive. You knew that he wanted to finish it with one shot. It was going to be a deep one. So what happened when he shot it was the the whole arena, all of Moda Center held their breath. Everyone leaned in, including myself. And it seemed like it was in the air forever. But for some odd reason, at least for me, I just felt like it was going in and I, I think Dame would agree. And it was his teammates agreed also post game. I was interviewing Mo Harkless and he said, I asked him this exact question and he said, we knew it was going in. I knew it was going in. He said, that's our leader. The game he's had, we all knew it was in before it left his hands. And then Seth Curry over in the corner talking to OKC bench, telling them well before Dame shot it, it's going to be over soon. He's going to shoot it and he's going to hit it. And this one's going to be done. So the confidence level in him shooting it was high and, as soon as it went in, I've never experienced such a reaction in any sort of arena to to anything. It was one of those things where you all just jumped up, looked around, and hugged whoever was next to you, whether you knew them or not. So toward the end of the game, when everything was kind of mayhem at that point, uh, I usually send a text to our head of PR about who I'd like to interview post game, but because it was also also a national broadcast. Um, they kind of had the first dib, so pretty sure they were going to go with Dame for their interview. So uh, CJ was doing another, and I said, uh, let's go with Mo. He's had a great series. He had a great game, 17 points, if I remember correctly, and he was a big part of it. So I said Mo, and then I was out there just kind of experiencing all that that moment was, looking around. Usually I'd be, where's Mo? Got to get Mo, got to get Mo. But it was kind of one of those things where, okay, I see Mo. I'll get him in a, in a minute. But I just kind of wanted to take this all in and look around and watch Dame high-fiving the fans. I mean, of course, you remember the dog pile, but after that, he not only kind of had a moment with his brother and his sister, but then he went around and had a moment with everyone in the front row. So as that was happening, I kind of just watched it and enjoyed it. And then I saw Mo, I was like, let's do this. And it was a perfect time that it took so long to get Mo because our broadcast got to show the celebration and all that Dame was doing with the fans. And it was a special moment. So then as soon as that kind of 
played out and the fans got to see all of that, uh, we grabbed Mo and did our post-game interview and he gave all the credit to Dame. So that's our leader. That's what he's supposed to do. And he did it. We had all the faith in him. He came out and led us, uh, led us to victory and he kind of carried us in that first half. And then of course that last shot, we knew it was going in. So it was mayhem, but it was like organized chaos because I knew I'd grab Mo and we'd have our post-game interview, but it kind of the moment of itself, we just wanted to let everybody just kind of sit back and let it sink in and, and not try to rush it. I think I'll remember the most that, well, I'm not alone here. I will remember the face that Dave made after the shot, laying on the ground on Ennis Cancer, looking up, seeing the camera, and just the, the face of confidence. You know, I've talked to a few people around the league that aren't Blazers fans necessarily. They're just, you know, fans of the league or just they're really indifferent. And they said, you know, I've seen players before that you see arrogance in them and you, you see that in their game and the way they play and the way they carry themselves. But that Damian Lillard of your, of your Portland Trailblazers seems to have just an aura of confidence and swag. And it's not in a way that he is cocky. It's in a way that he is confident in himself and he's put the work in and he knows that his game will show that. And so that is something that I've really appreciated because I couldn't agree more. So I think all of that, all the hard work, all the, you know, the, the sacrifices he's made that, and the loyalty that he has for this city and this team and just the confidence he has in himself and this team is all like wrapped up in that one look. He looked up and said, yep, we've been quiet. We've let this series run its course. We knew we would come out on top. There are a lot of extra things going on. We didn't buy into them. We just kept everything in house and went to work like in, in a business-like approach. And we got this one and it was just that look all in one without saying a word. You just saw it in his face. I think that I'll always remember that face. Hello, I'm a Wednesday, and I am a huge Blazer fan. I was at the game. In my normal seat, it was basically absolute chaos, I think. Everybody was a little in shock that he did it. But at the same time, it was a sigh of relief because you're moving on to the second round after such a disappointing uh, playoff run last year. Yeah, as soon as it left his hands, I knew it was gonna go in. Cause all the times in warm, all the time in warm up, I always see Dame shooting those shots. Well, really, I was like, oh my goodness! I just screamed out, "This boy, he could that shot." Think about it. Paul George is one of the best defenders in the league right now, and to make that shot over him. So, in my opinion, and oh well, well, my initial reaction was just happiness and joy. I went down to kind of congratulate the guys. So as they're going into the locker room, while shaking hands with the coaches, players, etc. And I, when I saw Nurk, I just said, "Get better." Uh, I I told him actually that uh, we don't need don't make a speed recovery, make a full recovery, because it's more that's more important than anything. I hung out a little bit, but since it was a school night, I had to go home. But if it was, <laughs> but trust me, if it was a Saturday or a Sunday, or Friday through Sunday, or Friday through Saturday night, yes, I, I would have been very happy, and it would have been an extended celebration. I think what I'll remember the most is just to see Nurk and just really to see that he was making a recovery or taking that first step and making. Is uh is full recovery, so that was kind of relief and just happiness. But most, but as well the shot, I was really happy about that. Just to advance to the second round, 
Hi, my name is Charlene McGee, and I'm a big Blazer fan and a Rinjay mom. For game five, my son and I were at the Blazer game. We were in the Rose Garden slash Motor Center. So, I mean, I think to me it's just even like the leading up to it, being down, what was it by? We're down by what, like 11, 12 points with five minutes left in the game. And I'm like, we're going to come back. I had people taunting us on Facebook, people sending text messages. Like I told you, it's going to, you know, we're going, this is going to be extended to game six. And I'm like, I'm not even going to respond. I'm going to wait to the end of the game. And slowly but surely, the comeback started to happen. And then saw on the, on the big screen that Nurk was there. And I just think that just sort of just shifted the, the momentum of the game. And then um, when Dame got the ball, and literally the second one he released it, Arenze was like, it's going in. I was like, you think so? And of course it did. And we just screamed and celebrated with other fans around. And it was just amazing. Um, it actually reminded me. So actually it was interesting because last year, this literally this, the same time last year, I was flying back home to Liberia and it was just such, it was just so painful. <laughs> You know, but it was just amazing just sort of recapturing it. And actually, uh, five years ago when Dame hit that shot, I was actually in Liberia. And I told myself the second I moved back to the States, I was going to get season tickets. So it was sort of like that, you know, deja vu of, or, you know, of coming full circle. So it was amazing. I rewatched probably every, I don't know, every, every station <laughs> replaying that shot. You know, check. It was just amazing. I mean, could barely sleep. It was just off the excitement of just the win. Um, you know, and I think just being season ticket holders, who's you know been with the team the whole year, seeing people doubting us and not believing, but you know, we knew it was possible. And just sort of just that reality of you know what happens when a team can remain focused and be composed and play together, just like the outcome for both the team and the diehard fans and the new fans that are now jumping on board. I think what I remember the most is definitely that, I mean, it was, actually for me, I think it was just like by the half, you know, sort of in like the first quarter, then the second quarter, I'm like, we're watching history unfold. You know, by the halftime, they had like 37 or 34. Um, you know, so I think for me, it's just like the history of it. It's, you know, definitely having that bonding experience with my son very hopeful looking forward to you know next year as we celebrate the 50th anniversary i'm like what could really happen and what can really be um and just being hopeful and right you know i always use my hashtag is you know never doubt rip city because i really do believe that until you know the, the time fully runs out there's always that possibility we i mean we we don't we never leave the game early never ever we stay to the end so, I mean, yeah, his last one was just amazing. My name is Janice Reynolds. I have uh, been a Blazer fan for a couple of decades, uh, later than the 1977 championship, because I did not live in Oregon at the time. So probably I count it from 1995, when they announced that they were going to build the Rose Garden, I got my name on the waiting list, and that was 
my first season as a season ticket holder was the first year at the Rose Garden. Well, for game five, we were in the San Diego. We were actually in Carlsbad, California, and we knew that the game was going to be on. So when we checked into our motel, we asked where we could get uh, a sports bar. So we went to a sports bar. They had really great TVs. They had a lot of them. And we uh, specifically asked that we be seated where we could watch the Blazer game. Well, we had to compete with the Cubs fans. And I kept thinking, like, well, it's like baseball in April versus basketball playoffs. Okay. But we did finally, they manipulated all the crowd and got us a TV. And we were the only persons watching the Blazer game. So we uh, watched it for the first half and decided to leave at halftime and go back to our motel because we wanted some commentary. So we're sitting on our uh, comfortable sofa sleeper that is there on the, with a really bad TV and bad sound. And we're watching the game. And when we tied it up and Damian Lord had the ball, we thought, I turned to my husband, I said, well, at the least we can do is, you know, like overtime, that's okay. And then that we watched that shot go in kind of like kind of slow motion, you know, how time kind of stops at that time. And we looked at each other with that, what just happened look. And then there was pandemonium for the two of us in our hotel room. Well, it was, I, I have kind of a unique perspective because when Damian Lillard made the 0.9 shot uh, back five years ago, I was also out of town and I had to, I was a season ticket holder at the time, had to sell my tickets. I was really happy and for days I was happy, but I was actually out of town because my mother passed away and I was burying my mother. So then as they played it over the years, I kept thinking, you know, it's reminded me not of that joyous moment, but of burying my mother. So my first thought was like, oh, thank heavens. There's uh, there's a story. It superseded the point nine. And so I'd like to thank Damian Lillard for, you know, making the shot and superseding that scenario. I'm Jamie Hudson with NBC Sports Northwest, uh, the Trailblazers reporter. So I was watching the game in Media Row, Section 113, right there, basically center court. And I'm always thankful for that view. That's a good seat. It's funny because being a media person, all the people in Media Row were talking about how badly we did not want to go back to Oklahoma City the next day. (laughs) So selfishly, we thought about that, and we knew that the players themselves did not want to travel the next day. Uh, So as the game was unfolding, I kept thinking, okay, you can tell Damian Lillard is not wanting to go anywhere. He wants this series to be done. For me, honestly, I believe it was when Yusuf Nurkic appeared on the bench that everything really turned around and he was the good luck charm. Um, You've got to give credit to Damian Lillard and what he was able to do and Seth Curry coming up with the big steal on Paul, Paul George. But Nurk being on the bench, I think he was all the inspiration that the, the Blazers needed and then some. And I, I really, I go back to him showing up at Moda as being one of the key parts uh, down the stretch. Um, I know a lot of media members, including myself, were like, 
holy crap, like that, that is such a deep shot. Uh, but it's so Damien Lillard. So it was like, on one hand, you're like, wait a second, is he going to take it to the rim? Like, you know, he still has a lot of time. Uh, but then, nope, he just rose up over Paul George. Um, and, you know, it's funny because as a media person, you really, you try to not be biased. You want to be professional. But media row, everyone was cheering. Um, and you don't see that very often because, you know, you're working, you're covering this team. It's different. But everyone was, they couldn't help themselves. Um, so it was very cool to see that shot. And I will never forget that night. That's for sure. I'm going to remember how this series, how different of players uh, the Blazers are versus the Thunder um, with how they carry themselves on and off the court and how Damian Lillard had the last word. And I thought that was very fitting. Uh, Michael Llewellyn, Vice President of Corporate Communications for the Portland Trailblazers and the Rose Quarter. I was watching the game from my usual spot. I've, uh, for seven seasons now, row one, seat one, has been my position in the Trailblazer press box for the role that I play uh, for the uh, for the team. So, uh, but the, as the score was getting later and the game was wearing on, uh, I had actually started to make my way down way down courtside. Uh, our uh, our owner Jody Allen was at the game, so I was getting in position uh, as I used to do with Paul Allen uh, when it was time for the game to be over. Uh, there would be a group of us that would be part of the uh, the escorts to make sure that they were able to get off the court okay and then uh, be able to get to their vehicles. So I had gone down courtside. I was actually standing uh, in the road next to the uh, blazer dancers and we were still trailing and as i'm standing there just kind of waiting for things to wind down thinking that we've got another ball game to play uh we began to uh narrow the score and narrow the score and all of a sudden it was tied and we got the rebound and damien is setting up for that next shot and i'm standing there and i'm looking at the scoreboard i'm saying oh my god we've got a shot at this thing and then as damien takes the shot I literally yelled out to the tops of my lungs, ball game, and it went in. So uh, I can't take credit for the shot scoring, but uh, I certainly had every confidence in Damien making that shot. Well, it was a melee down on the court. I mean, in terms of the streamers were falling and the players were were uh, dogpiling on on Damien and fans were jumping up and down. I mean, it was there was uh, you know the moments of sort of chaos on uh, on steroids until uh, the scene could be sort of uh, controlled once again. People had to do uh, walk-off interviews. Uh, coaches and players were starting to make their way to the dressing room. And then, of course, uh, we still needed to get uh, our key people off the court as well, which we, which we certainly did. Those of us that were close to her and, and part of the group, you could see the, the joy on, on her face, and it matched the joy on the faces of everybody around her, from Chris McGowan, our president and CEO, to uh, Bert Cold, our, uh, our vice chairman. So uh, all, of the, all the folks who are important to uh, our leadership team were just as thrilled and happy as the fans were. Um, what I remember most about tonight is how much it reminded me of the point nine shot uh, against Houston a few years ago and the fact that there was an opportunity for lightning to strike pl- twice 
in the same venue on the same end of the court uh, with a, a similar result of us advancing uh, in the playoffs. Now, it was different in that instance because we were losing. If Damian doesn't make that shot, then we've got another game to go down in, uh, down in Houston. If he misses the shot uh, this past Tuesday, then uh, at least we're going into overtime and you see, you see what happened. Uh, it was an eerie uh, sense of, of deja vu since I was fortunate enough to be in the arena uh, witnessing it live both times. I am Keith, and I'm a basketball fan. I was at home watching the game as a fan. It was just it was pure excitement. It was just, you know, one of the best games I've seen all, all season as far as play. I mean, just a good game, really good game. Think for the the biggest part, I, I seen it's almost like you seen the team almost really grow right for your eyes. No nonsense. They knew what they had to do, and they they, they just went out and executed. I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. It was just like looking from the coach's lens. It's one of those shots you go, no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> those are plays that we dreamed of as kids. Well, at least when I was a kid, you know. It's tight, you know, you got the ball in your hand, you want to win it, you know. And it was like, and then I actually just seen when Dame did it, it was like, you know, he's probably played that in his mind uh, over a million times, you know. And, and he just, guy just made it happen. And that's and that's the beauty of it. And I've seen, from what I've seen, it was almost like the the whole city just rose you know, with confidence and beliefs, you know, and together. It was really cool. I think the one thing I can all remember the most is is just seeing the, the, the leadership of Dame Lillard and how he's embraced that whole team. They have embraced him and they believe. So, and, and it's just to see it just come down to those last seconds and just seeing all the energy and the people coming together. And it was just, it was just a, a, a beautiful thing to see. It's just, I'm so happy for our city, for Portland, the fans. I mean, I'm happy for, if you're an NBA fan, that was something that you just, you, you know, you'll embrace and just remember, Hey man, that was a damn good ball game. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Dylan Sage, one of the hosts of the Holy Backboard uh, podcast. So I was at the game with the co-host of the Holy Backboard, Dustin, and his wife, Olga. We were in the 300 section, and man, Dustin gets so hyped for these games. Like His energy and passion just like bleeds over to the entire section, so the entire section was probably like the most loudest, raucous part of the arena just because of this crazy, crazy man just gets everybody hyped. There was a play, I think, with a minute 30 left. Seth Curry doubles Paul George, and I was like, I told Dustin, we're getting a strip here. And Seth gets the ball, and it's that was the moment where I was like, I think we're going to win the game after that strip. Like, the momentum is on our side. So I, I actually was kind of, arguing with some jerks in front of us and as soon as the shot went in i stopped being mad at the people in front of us and i was just like high-fiving everybody like 
it made me go, go from like, man, these people are jerks to let me high five them. Like that shot was so incredible. The the guts for him to pull up that deep and take a shot that confident while stepping back. It was just it was just a wonderful thing to witness. Like I witnessed history that shot. Basically, like the first thing I did was I like grabbed Dustin and we're like, we don't have to podcast for a week. We get a break. And it was just like celebrating in the Moda Center for like 10 straight minutes. Like I saw that Dustin and his wife like missed their bus, but they didn't care just because they were so happy to end the series on that type of note. It was really like I'm so happy that I I paid the money to witness that live. I kind of went straight to the max and then like I got into like a little group of like four people and we were just talking about the game like gossiping about how great Damien was how great the team was how happy we were were as fans from the Moda Center to the Beaverton Transit stop it like everyone was just so happy to to be a part of that it was it was so it was so great Uh, my name is Ashwin and um well I'm a Timberwolves fan an NBA diehard I'm not a Blazer hater, but I don't like any other team in my division. So get get, get the hell out, Timberwolves forever. <laughs> Anywho, so in my bedroom, coming home uh, after like um, you know long nights at work, um, missed the first half, but kind of was listening to it while I was working, and then I caught a lift home because I knew this was an epic game, and um, yeah, so I. And I live with a couple people and a dog. And um, the, that last second shot, I screamed like, you know, the whole world could hear me. And my roommates, who are very loud people, was concerned about my health and safety and well-being. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> and I'm kind of a reserved person. Yeah. So I actually called it. I was in a Twitter uh, DM with a friend who's another former Timberwolves fan. Former Timberwolves fan because he's a Timberwolves fan. But he's like, enough is enough. Let's root for a team that's actually like winning games. So he's kind of rooting for Portland this year. Um, but we were just kind of talking about, okay, how stupid is this going to be? Literally, no timeout. He's running up. He's slowing down. There's like 15 seconds left. It's probably going to be a half-court shot. Just kind of like he's not going to let any time off. So whatever he does, it's not going to be – there's not going to be a second shot for Paul George and Westbrook or anything. They're not going to get a timeout or anything. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And we were both screaming, no, 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 no. Okay. Um, yeah, I was in my boxers, just like running around the apartment being like, this is happening. This is life. Um, I just kind of felt really good as a Timberwolves fan rooting for you know, kind of like a unsung, not an unsung hero. This guy was, uh, you know, MVP like in the season and even in the split in the series, but kind of just like, just kind of uh, in the shadows in the fourth quarter for, for, for what it felt, what it felt like, you know, like a Dennis Schroeder, Jerry and Grant and Westbrook show. And, um, you know, they were kind of up big, like 15 points of a few minutes left. And like that last minute and a half, you know, CJ kind of, uh, made a, you know, mid ranger and kind of gave a little bit of a boost of a momentum to have Damien rise in this occasion. And he had like a two pointer somewhere or like a layup or something. And then he had this three pointer and yeah, basically when that shot went off, I was like, this is expected, this is happening. And yeah. And I loved everything about his reaction and, um, it just made so much sense. You know, it's time to wave goodbye. Like a baby. It's time to, um, you know, just, don't say anything. Just look at the camera, and um, the game speaks for itself. It's amazing. 
the funniest thing is like I'm I yeah I will be very honest Tara I enjoy basketball so I love good games I love great games I love comebacks I'm not necessarily anti Portland I live here and I like rooting for a local team and everything but I just have never really wanted to root for Portland I felt like Damian the past few years have kind of you know maybe try to like try to become something that he wasn't right away he's really matured this year and like he kind of feels like an like a top five top three MVP candidate right now and he's showing it it was really awesome to show the leadership like you guys have gone through so much this year and just like one dude on something you know not just like bringing it on himself and then taking on an entire team of loudmouths is pretty awesome to see and he's just kept cool and calm the whole time like it's kind of respectable and um just let his game talk like i love that so much okay so my name's adrian bernisich i have been a blazers edge staff writer for about four years now um, and probably been a Blazers fan for about 25 years. Um, given the time difference, and we're actually in the future down here, given that it was um, it was Wednesday when the game was taking place. Obviously, it was Tuesday night in the States. Um, I work a nine-to-five job, nine-to-five day job behind a desk, so unfortunately, I'm a little bit restricted in what I what I could have watched yesterday. But I was behind the computer, and I had an ESPN. Um, play-by-play going on one of my screens and I was trying to sneakily have a look at the score every couple of minutes or so. And um, I think uh, as the last quarter turned and the Blazers got down 15, I, I almost said, oh, look, I've, I've really got some work to do. I'll I'll go back and, and, and do that. And then I checked in with about four or five minutes to go and saw that there was a, a comeback taking place and kind of followed ESPN all the way through. And I think when we got to about 50 seconds to go, I had to take myself into a meeting room, um, open up my phone and watch the game. And I actually think I jumped and screamed. And people who may have been walking past that meeting room might have been a bit concerned about what was happening. But um, obviously when Dane hit that shot, it was unbelievable. I went straight back to what happened in 2014 Unfortunately, I had to go back to work and I was extremely busy yesterday afternoon, so I didn't get to watch the game until I got home um, that night. Obviously, as I was, um, I'm in Australia and I don't have very many Portland, well, I don't know any Portland people in in, in Melbourne. Unfortunately, one of my best friends is a Houston fan and um, we kind of debrief um, about games that have happened that day after we both finished work for the day and I rang him and he, he was, he was uh, given that he goes to Houston, he was still completely wrapped for me. Um, I went home and watched the game with my fiancée um, after the game and we both enjoyed it. So she's she's now a full-on Portland supporter, thanks to me. So we, we both got to enjoy um, watching that game and, uh, and, yeah, look forward to what happens next. Uh, my name is Vanessa, and I am a longtime Blazer fan. Um, I am actually a Bosnian Blazer fan. <laughs> I was watching the game at home. I usually have a little k- kind of uh, strange ritual, you know, w- while watching Blazer games. Um, I actually cannot be wearing any Blazer gear, which is a little bit off for fandom <laughs> standpoint. So I was in just a plain uh, shirt and, uh, you know, no, no blazer gear or anything, just in my regular position. And because that's the recipe for winning for the blazers. <laughs> so we are um, almost 
so we're the the score is going all kinds of ways. First we were up, and then we were down, and then we're you know up nine, and then down fifteen, and all of that stuff. And I'm getting really nervous. And then uh, like two or three minutes before the game, um, I see the camera zooms into Nurk, and I'm like, what is Nurk doing? You know, in the arena, I don't think I've seen him sitting there before. And everything is just, you know, they're showing up the, you know, the uh, fans in the stands and everybody's chant are, you know, with a score and everything. And I'm thinking, boy, Nurk is there. This must be major. And I tell my daughter and I said, look, it's Nurk. You know, this is going to be a huge boost for, for his team. And she goes like, I don't you know, how, how did he get there? I don't see him on the crutches or anything. And so we're kind of talking about that. And during this time, we're catching up, we're scoring and the game gets tied. And I'm like, this is completely ridiculous. Like I can't believe what's going on. And um, just a few seconds, we have the possession, Dame is dribbling. And I'm like, this, this is either going to be uh, a complete disaster because we're going to have to play overtime and everybody's is very tired or it's going to be a super crazy shot at the last second. It's, all these things are going through my head. And then Dane pulls up from the logo and I could not say a word. I just, you know, I was holding my face in my hands and I'm thinking what just happened and I see everybody just just swarming Dame and people are, you know, cheering. And, and I'm like, we must have won. I can't believe it. We won. And that was, that was, that was it. That's the history. It was just completely speechless moment for me. I could not get hold of myself. <laughs> so what I'm going to remember the most uh, about the game is just... After reading all of the comments about the game, I'm thinking these are all of the like everybody's thinking the same thing about the shot because first of all, it was so impressive. Second of all, it was just he was just in in his element and he was so sure of himself and there was no way that he could have missed. I uh, am Shane Brendan. I uh I'm one of the dudes that talks about the Blazers on Blazers Outsiders with Joe Simons and Dan Morang. Uh, I was watching the game at NBC Sports in the control room. Uh, you know, because we got to stuck there watching the game because we got to do the post game show. And uh, I don't know if you've ever watched a game with Dan Morang, but you don't get a lot of peace and quiet. Uh, comments on everything. Uh, it's a little endearing, yeah, but it's also very annoying. Uh, so, you know, going into the fourth quarter, it wasn't even, it wasn't obvious that we still had it. There was still a chance that we were going to, you know, we may let this one slip away. So, you know, like acid indigestion and heartburn was creeping up on me. I was nervous, a lot of pacing, a lot of walking around, a lot of holding Joe Simon's hand. And, um, once we tied it up, that's when I really just got antsy in my pantsy. And was just like, what's going to happen here? And I knew Dame was going to have the ball. I mean, anyone that knows Dame and how this team works, you know, he's the guy who's going to have the ball uh, when when it you know when it comes down to it. So it's just like we have nothing to lose. You know, he's either going to 
make a play, maybe drive in the lane, try to get fouled by Paul George and go to the line, or he misses it, or you know, and then we just go into overtime. But I, I'd be lying if I said I, I was surprised that he would jack it up from 37 feet because I mean he's logo Lillard now. He's made a name for himself from jacking up from so far away. But you know, he brings the ball across half court. Everyone in the control room, me, Joe, Dan, uh, one of our producers, uh, Adam and Derek, like everyone who works on the show was in the room. Everybody's standing up. We're watching like, what the hell is about to happen? He's got Paul George right there in his face. Dane takes a step back from 37 feet, jacks it up in the air, and it was just silence, just silence in the room. And when that ball went through the hoop, I just, I lost my mind and I just ran. I hugged Joe. I think I, I picked him up. He's a, he's a very fit man, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty strong. So I picked him up and swung him around for a little bit. I high five Dan. I wasn't going to try to pick him up at all. I know my limits. And then I look up and see that Joe runs out of the control room. He's running all throughout the network. I'm screaming, knocking over chairs, jumping up and down. I was so excited that I wanted to run into that pile of people on the court and jump in there. I, I was just lost. It was like I just kind of ran around in circles for a little bit, and then I realized I was hyperventilating, so I sat down immediately. And then I told one of the producers, uh, Derek, who was there, to immediately run that tape back, and we just kept watching it. And every time I watched it, it was just like it was just as exciting as seeing it in real time. And then I went outside, and I think I chain-smoked a half-pack of cigarettes to calm down. Uh, the most I'm going to remember, I mean, it was just, you can't write a story that good. I mean, watching Dame hit that shot and just keep his hand up and then just wave goodbye. I think that, I I think I'm just going to remember how just, I I don't know, just the composure, the natural thing that, that Dame decided he was going to do in that moment where he was the true hero was to not just go you know, to not, to not just be just a wild and outrageous character that, you know, if Westbrook would have hit a shot like that, he would have been, I don't know, doing backflips, jumping up and down, giving everyone in the room, the finger or whatever, but Dame in, in, in typical Dame style, which is very composed and straight to the point. Goodbye. Wave. Get out of here. Leave my city. We're done here. And of course the iconic just staring right into the camera, like, like what else? 